1: Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher said that the moon just came along and was captured by Earth's gravity.
2: Is that a fact? Did you ask your teacher how she knows? Was anybody there to see that?
1: Oh, Grandpa, it's in the science books, so it's gotta be right.
2: Science books once said that there was a planet named Vulcan located inside Mercury's orbit, but that was wrong. So be careful about trusting everything you read in science books. But the book I do trust is the Bible, the Word of God, which has never been proven wrong. When I asked you how your teacher knows that the moon was floating by and got captured by the earth, I knew that she couldn't. But do you know when the moon was put in orbit?
1: But is that on day four of creation?
2: Yes, indeed. In Genesis 1.16 we read, Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. That lesser light is our moon, which reflects light from the sun.
1: That's really cool.
2: You see, the reason scientists want to believe the moon was captured is because we can track it as it slowly goes farther away from us. That means it used to be closer. And if you buy into the theory of evolution and that the Earth is billions of years old, then if the moon is over one and a half billion years old, its effect on the tides would destroy most of the land animals on Earth and wear the mountains down to flat lands.
1: So what do people who believe in evolution say about that?
2: That's where the capture theory of the moon comes from. It allows them to keep the older age of the Earth. But most scientists say that Moon would have been too big to capture.
3: They think
1: some pretty weird stuff sometimes.
2: Right you are. They don't want to believe the Bible's account of history because if they do, then they had to believe in God and would have to take responsibility for their sins. And that's a fact.
4: For more information, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reid and Dr. Carl Williams, all directors with the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. I'm chuckling because if you know anything about physics... Orbital mechanics and the Earth-Moon system. The idea of the Moon simply falling into orbit perfectly is a joke. It's a bad joke. <laughs> um, Carl, another interesting thing you pointed up in that—that's that, that's really off-topic in in that skit—was a lot of people think on Star Trek that the idea of the of the planet Vulcan was something <laughs> that was made up for that show, but. No, it has a history that goes back into fables of, the, of this planet inside Mercury.
3: Well, many scientists thought that there was the planet Vulcan there because of some gravitational changes, and they tried to explain it by there was, must be a planet inside there, inside the orbit of, of Mercury. We just haven't found it yet, but it's got to be there. So planet Vulcan was in the science books for a while.
4: Yeah, Mercury in its rotations around the sun was doing something they couldn't explain. They later were able to explain it by making a uh, correction to the mechanics which Einstein himself had proposed about this. But they first tried to explain it by an unseen planet, Mm -hmm. which never existed in the first place. The moon, (laughs) likewise, they're coming up with all of these weird theories of moon capture, of the big splash and everything else to try to explain how we got such a perfect satellite for the Earth, which we depend on. It keeps our tilt where it is. It generates tides. It mixes the oceans to promote life. Cleans Uh, the oceans. Cleans the oceans. Terry, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, yeah, and it also, I think, helps keep Earth's tilt stable. Our seasons would really be out of whack if... If we didn't have a stable orbit. Something that I've been challenged on as far as the age of the Earth is you look at the moon and you see what looks like all these meteor strikes, and you don't see meteors hitting the moon all the time. So I've heard that as an argument that the moon has to be really old for those meteor strikes to have happened over a long period of time. What I learned was, after actually looking at that a little bit, was if, if you look at the moon, most of the meteor strikes are in the northern hemisphere of the near side of the moon that we actually see. You don't see meteor strikes in the southern hemisphere. And not only that, there are very few meteor strikes on the far side of the moon and if the moon was getting hit by meteors randomly over a very long period of time you would have more even distribution of the meteor strikes all over the moon but we don't have that and i think the best explanation of that is during this event of noah's flood you know some pretty catastrophic things were happening including meteors and in the fact that all of those meteor strikes are in a concentrated part of the moon, uh, basically over one quarter of the moon's surface, suggests that it actually happened in a very short period of time, which would be consistent with NOAA's flood.
4: Hmm. I'm not sure I'd I'd heard all that. One interesting thing about all this is they're trying to explain how we got a satellite that is so perfect for us to balance the the Earth-Moon system. If you go with Moon capture, which again I say is laughable, the Moon would have originally had to fall into orbit far closer to the Earth because right now it's moving about a centimeter and a half away from the Earth each year. We can measure that so precisely because Apollo 11 put a reflector on the Moon which we now, still today, shine uh, lasers off of and get very accurate measurements of how far the moon is away from us and we find out that it's moving away. Well the moon could not have been where it is today without being inside the earth at the creation if the earth is 4.5 billion years old. That forced them into moon capture theory which now most evolutionists have said no we're walking away from that because it simply doesn't work. On the flip side of this discussion, we're going to talk about what their favorite theory is. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reid and Dr. Carl Williams. For more information, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. Today we're talking about uh, moon capture, which is really a discredited or or abandoned theory by the evolutionists. What they're into today is called the big splash. The idea that uh, a planetoid or moon or something very early in the Earth's formation, we're now talking 4 billion years ago, hit the Earth. Now, it had to hit the Earth perfectly. It had to kind of soft hit the Earth. (laughs) Because if it had hard hit the Earth, it would have blown up the whole thing and we would have a debris field, much like the asteroid belt that is now between Mars and Jupiter. So it had to kind of softly fall into the Earth, and they can't even describe the physics that would allow for such a thing and go through a molten Earth and push out a moon that would now fall into a perfect orbit. This is a just-so story that is just absurd. Carl, why would they go into such a just-so story?
3: Well, as anything to do with evolution, whenever the theory starts to fail, they have to find a rescue plot, if you will, a rescue story to prop up their idea of the age of the Earth. If the Earth is not 4.5 billion years old, then evolution could not have taken place, and therefore we've got to find some other explanation, and it sure can't be got. So we've got to find anything else that we can hang our hat on that might possibly have happened, and it happened so long ago we can't really test it and prove it and disprove it, so therefore it could have happened, maybe, sort of.
4: <laughs> no matter how bad the story if it leads us away from God, if it leads us to a naturalistic answer, we'll buy that rather than, uh, rather than God. One interesting thing, if the big splash was true, then this hit of another planetoid that went through the Earth and came out as a molten blob, which then fell into orbit, what's going to be true about a molten blob, a small moon that is going to coalesce? All water would have been fried, evaporated off of that thing, so it should not have any water. Guess what we found in the dark southern pole of the moon? Did you find some water? There's been a, we've got satellites that have found and impacted into it to find water there. So is that a fact? That's a fact, and so this idea of the big splash has its own huge problems. Terry, why won't they simply accept? That the earth and the moon as the beautiful system that it is that supports life and gives us all that it gives us was designed by a creator.
1: Well, philosophical materialism. I mean, uh, like we've discussed, they just won't (coughs) allow the consideration of a creator. I've got a little cartoon here that I made, a little slide, where a man and a woman are discussing a... um, 1960s vintage Lincoln Cotton Nettle. And the woman asked, how do you think this car came into being? And the man says, I don't know. Let's try to figure it out. The woman says, okay. We cannot consider the possibility that someone designed it or built it. And the man asks, why not? And the woman answers, because that is not naturalistic, so it is not scientific. So,
4: that, You know, this stuff continually in science today gets me mad. That we have redefined science to a point to where it can only be scientific if you do not allow God into the discussion. That's not science. When you say, well, let's do an investigation and find out whether, this, whether what's happening is A, B, C, or D, but D cannot be it. Before we ever start the discussion, it can't be God.
3: That's not science. So when, that's why the question of this is so important to answer. What happens when a Christian accepts the concept of the old Earth, of the billions of years old Earth? What is the danger to that? And the answer is, it it means that you don't have to have God, and therefore the Bible cannot be true, and the evolutionists have won. Christian rather says that the Earth is billions of years old, and buys into or just tries to shoehorn evolutionary thinking into the biblical teaching then the Christian has lost his ability to evangelize. He can't say that there's a God because he's just disproved himself.
4: Information for creation events around Bear County can always be found on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org, that is S-A-B-B-S-A.org, or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletters. You can also call 210-599-7240 to request having the newsletter emailed to you. Our website also has a link for contact information and on which you can order our newsletter. Also go to WhyShouldYouBelieve.com. That's WhyShouldYouBelieve.com. That's Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m., now at Grady's Restaurant at the corner of San Pedro and Jackson Keller. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of hundreds of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reid and Dr. Carl Williams... Thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. (laughs)